This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. From the London, Ontario Community Hub, this AMI Audio Live, we return. We are here today until 4 p.m. Eastern. Right now at the uh, location here at 171 Queen's Ave in London, Ontario. So, I mean, hey, if you're around London, you know, get down here. Take a quick look. Get a tour of this facility. It is amazing. Ramya and I have had a chance to spend a couple of hours in here, and it is just tremendous. So do check it out. We will be speaking to some more folks involved with the Hub. Uh, it's this program of ours carries on here on a Wednesday afternoon. Kelly, I'm continuing to scope out, and I understand that we're at the best spot at the Hub. You know why? Why? We're at the Doggy Bar. To your right, and the Doggy oh. Bar is a beautiful little spacious wood. Um, Where set. all the puppies can hang Yeah, out. they can have a drink there. Looks like a dog bone. Yeah, it, well, yeah, pretty much. And um, we've got a nice, uh, we're calling her a window dog because she's like the setting the role for all the other doggies to come hang out. And her name is Kara, and she's really beautiful. Saying hi to everybody on Richmond Street as they go past yeah. out the window that we are in front of right here uh, at the front doors of the hub here in London, Ontario. Well, right now it's time for our In the Know segment with uh, Margaret Weldon, who joins us bi-weekly. And today, Margaret, you and your guest um, are going to be talking about uh, buying and selling houses, what we need to know when this thing, these things are happening. How's it going, Margaret? It's going well. How about you? Pretty well, thank you. And uh, well, you have good. a guest with us as well, so we can um, introduce your guest, Scott, uh, from Keller Williams uh, Advantage Realty Brokerage. Good afternoon, Hello, Scott. Glad- How are you? Yeah, good afternoon. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to have you. Um, if, you. If somebody is purchasing a home for the first time, what are some important points that they should consider? Well, first and foremost, they need to go to a bank or a mortgage broker. Either is fine to get what's called a mortgage pre-approval. And what that means is that they just need to make sure that the financing is in place for them. They'll know what type of budget they have and effectively what they can afford. It's very important that people do that first. And uh, do we find that a lot of people are doing that first or do we find that a lot of people are just jumping into the idea of buying a home before really assessing it? What I find is that um, the real estate market, particularly where I am, is very competitive. So a lot of the buyers are highly educated and I find that most people have gone to a bank and make sure that they've got this financing in place before they seriously get out and start looking at properties. So the majority of the people would have this in place, yes. And when it comes to um, choosing a real estate agent, what are some of the things that clients should be asking and what are some of the answers that could be receiving so that they can say, yes, this is the type of agent or agency I'm looking for? So first of all, I would suggest that you always speak to or interview, as we would say, multiple agents. It's always good practice to speak to three different agents, I would say, just so you can hear what different people have to say and establish a personal comfort level. Um, It's always important to make sure that the agent you choose has experience. You want to make sure that they've been in the business for an extended period of time and they have been 
busy in that time. You also want to make sure that you hire someone that has knowledge of the area where you want to purchase. So you want to hire what we call a local expert. And you want to make sure that they're a specialist in the type of property that you're looking for. So if you want to buy a condo, for instance, it would be best to find an agent that is very experienced with condos and with houses, vice versa. And is this information easy to find when we are looking for an, a real estate agent, or do we have to lo do a little digging? I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to find this out. Uh, online, there are a lot of resources available to people. A lot of times, um, a simple Google search of an agent's name bring up lots of information. Another point I would say, too, is that it's always a good idea to speak to a friend or a co-worker or someone you trust. Ask them if they have transacted in real estate recently and ask for the name of their agent. So we call that getting a referral, and that's an excellent way to go about it, too. Okay, that makes sense. Um, when it comes to uh, real estate agents, besides the type of uh, looking for, kinds of information should they know about their clients or, or is it a good idea for them to know about their prospective clients? So typically when myself and my team, when we take on a new buyer or work with someone when they're looking to buy, we do a needs analysis conversation. And that can usually be anywhere from about 15 to 20 minutes. And basically we just ask them a whole long list of questions. Some of them might seem a bit redundant, but Basically, for us as agents, we want to understand as much as we can about the buyer, about what it is they're looking for, about what's important to them. And then based on that initial conversation, we usually have a very good idea what type of properties are going to be um, good options for them. And um, now let's suppose that a client has decided that he's interested in a, in a specific uh, home. What are the next steps involved so once they're, they're interested in a specific home, well, yes. again, I'll come back. I'll make sure that the financing portion is in place. We did already touch on that. And then once they do find a specific home that they like, the next step would be to start to negotiate and try to come to an agreement on price. And then with that, you would put in a condition on your offer that you're going to come and do a home inspection. So then you would, you'd hire a professional home inspector and you would not move the deal through to the final phase until you come back and do that home inspection. So it's critically important, the financing and being able to do a home inspection. And, and home what sorts of things do home inspectors look at in homes? Right. So uh, a home inspector, I will say, first of all, there is a limitation to what they do. They do not open up walls or anything like that. But basically, they are able to check off all of the big-ticket mechanical items of a house, and they're going to let you know the relative condition of all those. So that would be things like the roofing, when the roof was last done. They're going to make sure all the wiring is updated, the age of the furnace and the air conditioner, any structural issues or any moisture issues, things that are, would be cost you a lot of money if there were deficiencies there. Are there okay. any um, ways or, you know, um, scenarios where home inspectors can be found through your real estate agent or through that process of looking for a home? 
Right. So, again, um, our team, we have connections to pretty much any person or company that would be associated with real estate. So we have three very, very good home inspectors that we could refer people to if they want. Or, again, um, someone could ask a friend who recently purchased a home, the home inspector they used. If they were happy with them, they could get a name. And, again, you can go online. There's a wonderful site called Homestars. And on Homestars, you can get referrals for pretty much any trade you can think of. And then there will be tons of user reviews, too. Okay. Now, when it comes to selling a home, Scott, what are some of the points that people should be considering? Well, the first thing, and really the most important thing, is that um, a home seller has to figure out where they're going next. Um, in our Toronto market, where prices are very high, a lot of times we talk to people and they say, yeah, I, I could sell my home for a very high sale figure, but then they don't have any concept or any idea of where they would go next. So we always make sure that when someone is considering selling a home, they have a plan that makes sense for where they'll go next. And then once that's in place, um, there is a lot of preparation that can be done. So. A lot of homes need some decluttering, and then if there's touch-ups that need to be done, painting, little handyman work, and then typically we move to the end phase, which would be when staging comes in. And I think that's going to lead to your next question. It, it is. You're, you're right. I was just going to say, and what, what, when we talk about staging a home, what exactly does that mean, and how involved does the agent actually get in with that particular process? Right. So we have a stager... She is also a professional interior designer that we work with. So when we need a home to be staged, it's not us as agents that decide what needs to be done. We have our designer come in for a consultation. And then based on that, we have a master list of what needs to be done. A lot of times, um, pretty much 60% of the staging effort is actually decluttering. A lot of people have furniture that is too big for their living space, and they tend to have too much furniture. It's just the way people normally live. So decluttering is a big effort. Um, painting in terms of neutralizing the colors is a big thing. And then typically staging means bringing in um, a handful of furniture pieces at the end that let the living spaces show through. But as agents, we're very much involved in every stage of this. If someone needs help with a storage unit, if someone needs movers to help them, whatever that is, we're a, there and able to help them out with that. So it's, it's very much a, a, a together process with the agent and the seller. Okay. Now, once a home is ready to be put onto the market, um, who, who upon how much, what the price is going to be, and what kinds of factors influence that decision? Right. So, again, this would typically be a collective decision where the agent and the seller um, decide together what they think the price should be what a sale price needs to be for a seller to be able to figure out what they need to do next in terms of their life. But also, we look at a ton of comparable sales data. So we look at any comparable homes that have recently sold in the neighborhood. Based on that data, it helps us figure out a price. And we also look very closely at what is currently for sale. So that would be the competition for when the house is for sale. So based on those three things, that's how we come up with a sale price. Oh, okay. 
And in most cases, when real estate agents bring clients into the home to look at the home, the original owners are away from the property. Now, what is the reason for this? And what happens if the current homeowner cannot leave the property when real estate agents bring clients in, you know, because of a disability or things like that? So the reason why it's um, typically best if the owners aren't home is that what tends to happen is that when a potential buyer comes through and the homeowner is present, they tend to sort of hurry themselves through. They don't take as much time as they ordinarily would just because I think they feel like they need to get out quicker. And sometimes they feel like they can't speak freely with their agent about what they really think about the house. But in the event, if someone has a disability or there is some reason why it's very difficult for them to leave the house, um, certainly special arrangements can be made to facilitate that. At the, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're humans and we think about people first. So we could make it work in either scenario. Okay. And where can people go to learn more about you and your company? Right. So as you mentioned uh, at the start of the conversation, I am with Keller Williams Advantage Realty. That is the name of our brokerage. My team is the Path Real Estate Team. You can find us on our website at www.beginyourpath.com or you could email me directly at scottreart, S-C-O-T-T-R-E-I-A-R-T at gmail.com. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today, Scott, and we wish you all the best for the upcoming future. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Margaret, we'll catch up with you in two weeks on In the Know. Looking forward to it. Sounds great. Talk to you then. That was Margaret Weldon and her guest. And we were talking about buying and selling homes and things to consider uh, when you're doing that and in that process. And in a moment, we're going to check in with regional content specialist Jim Crisco. And he's going to be telling us about a woman in Winnipeg who's raising some concerns about the handy transit system over there, just as the city is thinking of renewing contracts with different outside contractors. We'll hear all about it in a moment right here on AMI-audio Live. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. 
Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.